for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Dun dun! What's up, guys? It's Tuesday, October 30th, 2012, episode 58 of Attack of the Androids. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, Eric, looking sweet, nice bandwidth. What's up, Eric? What's going on? Look at that. I'm just enjoying being able to surf the internet while I'm doing the show. Not having to ration your internet bits. That's nice. Uh, We got Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey? Hello, sitting up here in powered and overly internet-hid Maine, thumbing my nose at the hurricane. That's right. The heck with it. Screw you, Sandy. Word. That's insensitive. Well, and we got Shane Brady. What's up, Shane Brady? Hey, guys. How you doing? Fantastic. So, uh, speaking of insensitive, Eric, Google had to cancel an event because of this insensitive storm, this storm Sandy <laughs> Uh, we were going to have some stuff announced October 29th, and that did not happen. The event didn't. We got some announcements, though, right? Would we? Yeah, three uh, three new Nexus devices. How awesome is that? Is this isn't what... this like what we've been waiting for? But like, this, just this the isn't of Nexus. Is this what Google meant when there will when they said there will be multiple Nexus devices? It wasn't just like multiple manufacturers it's like we got different sizes and all sorts of stuff for you yeah it's all the above right i mean look at the three flagship devices right now a phone by lg (laughs) a seven inch tablet by asus and 10 inch by samsung yeah it's awesome that is pretty awesome the commercial was pretty awesome there was uh on the xda site they had a a good rundown of some of the new stuff in android 4.2 uh which we'll get to but they had links to some videos that that were on there like the photosphere video uh and and one that was i guess just the commercial for them and at the end it like lines them all up hovering above one another like just ah i want to buy i want to collect i want to collect all three and do that (laughs) they're like pokemon or pogs i know right so the Nexus 4, we've seen the nice, they say crisp, 4.7, 320 PPI display. Uh, they say that for, with, your, with your new LG Nexus, it will be great for looking at photos and watching YouTube. And something we haven't mentioned, wireless charging. Are, are you guys down on the wireless charging? Is that cool? Or I think personally it would be cool if you didn't need a pad to set it on. Like true... I just set it wherever, and it wirelessly <laughs> charges. But this is still okay, I guess, but it's it's not much easier than, like, actually plugging your phone in if it has to sit on the pad. I mean, whatever. I think <laughs> I still... Shane? Yeah, I, no. I, say, I have a dock for my the Galaxy Nest 6, which turns it into, like, a clock on the desk. Um, I think that's perfectly fine. I don't, I don't think wireless charging is that big a deal. As long as the dock, like, the trouble with the Galaxy Nexus, it took, like, six months for the docks to finally come out. But 
Um, I pref- I think I just prefer a normal dock necessarily to a wireless charger. Is it because the dock is actually propping it up and activating some sort of other functionality or duplicating functionality, whereas the pad you're just like laying it on the table on this pad, yeah. so it's not yeah, look like t- useful yeah. or anything. Well, I mean, this is so. This is kind of like wireless charging in the sense that I don't plug in; I just put it in the dock. Right, but the connect- dock is plugged in, right? Yeah, but so is this charging pad, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not pulling. It's not pulling energy out of zero. That's what I'm saying. If it charges like through Wi-Fi or something magical like that, and I don't need a pad to set it on, now that would be cool. Yeah, so I think it's it's neat, but I don't I don't think it's all that useful. The wireless charging. This is the this is the same technology that HP used with the Touchstone when when uh, when the um, their Palm uh, Pre came out, and I had. I had the Touchstone wireless charger back then too. Um, is it is it like totally amazing and you know completely useful and does all these things? No, but I like it for what it does. You know, you you get like this cool little magnetic feeling when it locks in, and then it's charging and it puts on the, you know, whatever the clock or what have you. It it's nice. I I actually do like it and. You know, if you have to go, you can just grab it, and you don't have to like actually unplug something. And people think that you're all cool because your phone's charging through the wirelessness. So you can do it with the know. S3 too if you get their Touchstone, right, or whatever they call it. You can. It's the power. I think PowerMad is the company. After HP came out with all this uh, inductive charging stuff, um, PowerMat, uh, this other company, started offering um, special backplates that you would put onto certain phones and then you can use the same thing. Um, it's all it's all the same technology, I think, though. Samsung announced it for the S3. Did they? Yeah, pretty sure they did. Eh. I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember seeing anything, and honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was very well advertised if it was, um, if it was announced. So we, it's safe to say we're more excited for Android 4.2 than we are for wireless charging. This uh, off the Google blog, they say that this is the simplest and smartest version of Android yet. What did they say about the last version of Jelly Bean? Wasn't it kind of? Well, like, it's always getting. It is always getting better. Right, but is it the like est kind of signifies like this is it? This is the best. This is the simplest. This is as simple as it's ever going to get. Like they should just say more simple than the previous version and smarter. Also, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they say starting with the camera, they've reinvented the photo experience with Photosphere, which looks kind of cool. And actually, that tr- stuff you take with Photosphere, if you're on Google+, and I don't know if this is true with just posting pictures like on Flickr or anywhere else, but on Google+, I saw that you could actually like move the Photosphere around. Like It actually posts this interactive thing. You can zoom in and out, and then you can move it around. It's It's like Street View, kind of. But it's, I don't know, I thought that was kind of neat. So it, it's not like those phones that came out that took 3D pictures that you had to, you know, either look at it on that phone or use something else to see the 3D. Like, this works everywhere. So, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I didn't know I didn't know that anybody had it. And I just didn't, I haven't followed anybody that used it, but that's got pretty, pretty cool. I think it is the same technology they use in Street well, Yeah, they say it was built on it or something. I don't, it, it, yeah. Yeah, that's I think really that's neat. awesome. Just when the iPhone finally gets panorama, uh, Google says, "All right, you know, your 140 or whatever view, that's that's cool and all that." But now you can do 360. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's it's cool the video that like I I'll, we'll put links to the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. From the XDA site, there's a video in there that shows 
how it works. Like you, you open up the viewfinder and then you're, you're basically like pausing on sections and then the, the thing fills it in. Like, so you just kind of move it around until it fills in the whole view. It's really cool how it, I mean, if it works as fluidly as that video made it look like it works, it'll be really neat. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I love to be able to like show my family, my office, like in sort of an interactive experience, you know, or my house or my backyard yeah. or something. It says snapshots up, down, in every direction to create stunning 360 degree immersive experiences that you can share on Google Plus with friends and family, or add your photosphere to Google Maps for everyone to see. Yeah, Germany <laughs> will cool. be the first on that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so also with Android 4.2, I, I'm not really a big fan of this. I I don't use it ever but they they're bringing gesture typing which is basically swipe but it's going to be native in the keyboard using the keyboard's predictability or predictive whatever uh incorporated with that so it i don't know i I'm, i don't swipe anyway i can type just fine the normal way but i don't know do any of you guys use swipe or gesture typing as it will now be known as I moved on to Swift Key, like 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 after that one show that or that I was on with Mike Rothman and all that. I, swipe is okay. It just it just didn't work with Google's voice dictation, which is pretty big if you want to be able to use the built-in voice dictation. I think I so, first got away from it was when I was using my Droid X and it was in the car dock all day. And swiping when it's in the car dock, it was easier to like peck, you know, than than it was to swipe on it. So I just never got into it. And I don't, now with voice stick, it, it, like you don't need it. You just talk if you're. But uh, I'll see how I just want to see how well it works because they have all sorts of information um, that they have. I don't know if you guys use Google Docs. Like it doesn't do just um, spell check. It, it actually knows if you use like the wrong tense of a word and all that stuff. Yeah, that stuff's so getting really good. Thank you for adding Google Drive. Oh, sorry. Uh, so then also with 4.2, they're bringing this. It, it, it's finally what it is, is a, a use for wireless direct or Wi-Fi direct, I mean. And it's called Miracast. And so you can basically put whatever's on your phone or your tablet onto your TV as long as your TV has this Miracast thing in it. Which is now, now Miracast can be built in, right? It doesn't have to be that dongle. Or, Is that correct? Or right. It, it can be either built into the device or you can add the functionality with that, with the adapter. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, and it's going to be, it's an industry standard as well. This is not a... Well, isn't Wi-Fi Direct the standard and Miracast is the name of the, kind of the end product? The implementation. The implementation. Or is it yeah, that... I, I don't know about those details. I just, everywhere I read pointed out that Miracast was going to be industry standard, so... Um, this may achieve quicker. Um, obviously, it's gonna be quicker than Google TV <laughs> uh, numbers, but it'd be pretty. I think it'd be pretty cool. I didn't even know there was a dongle, Eric. What do you know about that? Yeah. So what you can do is, um, I don't know if it requires a specific type of HDMI port, um, but from what I was reading, is that there are these, I think, fifty to sixty dollar HDMI dongles that you can plug in. And it will add Miracast uh, or Wi-Fi Direct, whatever you want to call it, support um, to that TV. Oh, so when true. I get home, I'm going to actually look <laughs> to see if mine supports it. Because <laughs> if not, I'm ordering a dongle. Yeah, I don't think I have enough HDMI ports open right now, so I have to figure something out. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going back to the uh, the keyboard though. Um, I was just checking out my phone. I use Swipe, um, though I've been a little disappointed with it recently. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Google, if it's Samsung, if it's Swipe. One of them, like the dictionary or the actual figuring out what I'm saying, is not working very well, as was evident from last night's email regarding the show, where where I I think I was trying to say run and it said rub. Hey, it um, happens. It it does happen. Um, but the funny I really thing is, Asus's... I I read that and just didn't even think anything of it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. In the past, I really liked Asus's um, predictive or what it, gesture gesture typing um, that they had with the original Transformer and the Transformer Prime. And I, I don't know, I'm I'm kind of interested to see what Google can do with it. Um, I would probably use it uh, if they come out with it because it, it I don't know I I like Swipe, but there's too many rubs in my life. I don't I don't want to deal with that crap. Yeah, and I don't know SwiftKey like the way you can go into the settings and add your Facebook and your Twitter, like for me using, cause when we mm. do shows, I always post, I always post kind of the same thing. It's learned that now so that all I have to do is open up seismic and just pretty much like hit the words and there's, Hey, we're doing our show. Come listen. Here's the link. Like it's, it's really good about yeah. that kind of stuff and things you say all the time. Like it pretty much texts people that I text all the time. Like it knows like here I'm, it's that time. Yep. Going to text them this. Okay. It, it's really that, cool. that is pretty cool though i i agree and it learns the more you use it obviously and i mean there's other ones out there i used to use ai type uh, a lot mm-hmm. and then uh what was the other one hacker keyboard was a good one it didn't do any predictive stuff but another cool keyboard uh so You're then still using seismic yeah I thought you got rid of seismic no, I got rid of Seismic Ping because they started charging for it, but I'm still using the Android app to post to Facebook and Twitter and to read my Twitter and Facebook feeds in one spot. Mm. It's nice and, and fast, as long as they don't That's kill amazing. it. I know. Uh, so they also updated uh, Google Now, which I noticed that on uh, C- the CMM, October M version I'm running, the, it has new Google car- uh, Google Now cards also, like for movies, uh, it has the thing where if you order something and it it you get if you get an invoice sent to your mail to your Gmail like it knows that and it'll let you know like hey your package was shipped or hey uh you got the it's it, there's a lot of cool new cards in there that are way more useful than sports scores <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> yeah so, so I order stuff online out. all the time that would be I if you remember a few episodes ago I did a review of package buddy yeah, and yeah. I would get rid of that all because all, all I really care about is, you know, is it has it arrived yet? Has the status changed? If Google right. Now can check that, yep, that's cool. That's awesome. It's getting really, really helpful. So good to see they're constantly making these things better. Uh, so then onto the devices, they announced the the new Nexus Seven. Uh, there's going to be a 16 gig for 199, a 32 gig for 249, and an HSPA Plus model, which is the first time we've seen that those tablets have mobile data attached to them. Uh, a 32 gig HSPA Plus on T-Mobile, AT&T, or they say more than 200 other GSM providers worldwide is going to be 300 bucks, 299. I call boo. Boo! Why? Because it's not Verizon. Yeah, what's wrong with that? 
because you can't get it on something other than T-Mobile or AT&T in the U.S. Right. Blame the carriers. What? Who else would Blame you want? Blame the carriers. Who Verizon. Else? Verizon or Sprint. But isn't that all? That's not HSPA Plus, is it? That's my point. Is that why are they coming out in this okay. economy? Why are they coming out with something with a because or this, this dude? Should say, why are they coming out with a device that only works on one network? Because if they they could either put two chips in it, but then that would raise the price. They went this route, I think, because of the two hundred GSM providers worldwide. The U.S. is just one market. I mean, there's. If if Where some people leave Maine, Joey, some people leave Maine. <laughs> I didn't want to Why? say that because I don't. Want I don't leave they Montana, to, but they have to work with the carriers to support the different LTEs, and that's. I don't think they want to do that. You would think it would be nice if the carriers could all standardize on one. <laughs> or not, or just Verizon. They're just difficult to work with. I think. Well, just in general, right? Yeah, yeah you you said yourself that Verizon screwed up with the update to the Galaxy Nexus and. I think you may see an LTE version come out once they work out the carriers, but they're not going to wait around for that to happen. As, right. as it stands, I want to get that 32 gig uh, HSAP plus. I'm actually going to try it on AT&T. Honestly, right though, Joey, if I mean, like, if if you're like me, you have a grandfathered in unlimited data plan that's on LTE now. Just get the Wi-Fi version and tether, there, and problem solved. Well, there's Wherever. always that, yeah. Problem solved. But then you got to run two different devices too. But you always have your phone with you, so what's it matter if it's broadcasting a Wi-Fi spot that's encrypted by WPA or whatever or not? Unless you're worried about battery drainage. But see, you That's just, what I was getting I would just drive around have it plugged in all day. No big deal. So do anybody yeah. remember what the iPad mini price was for the 32 gig uh, mobile one? $800. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. I have no the idea. The base model was 319 I remember that. Three twenty nine. Three twenty nine. Oh, sorry. Oops. Off by ten bucks. It's an important ten. I'm bucks. looking it up right now. All right. So then we got the Nexus Ten, which is you said Samsung. Is this the one that Samsung made? Yeah, yeah. Samsung. Uh, the highest resolution tablet on the planet with a ten point oh five five inch display at twenty five sixty by sixteen hundred three hundred a PPI. Oh, that's... Take that, Redden display, kissing. That's over 4 million pixels right there in your little hands. Can you imagine 4 million pixels in your hands, like just a pile of pixels like in your hands? I don't I even to know what to do. It's real. So, so mind-blowing. <laughs> uh, it comes with a battery, they say. That's always awesome. <laughs> uh, that gives you up to 9 hours of video playback and more than 500 hours of standby. That's the one thing I do like about the Prime is that if I kill Wi-Fi and GPS and like it, I just it just sits around. Like I plug it in like once a month. (laughs) It's awesome. Okay, quick question, quick aside: Does anybody else ever go on like the uh, the features list on some no-name tablet or other electronic device, and it says features, manual, charging cord, (laughs) and battery? I've never noticed that. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Some of these ones, they're like they have no features except that they are what they say they are. Hold on, are you doing material or is this a legit observation of life? No, this is legit. Okay, because uh, I have seen you know maybe not quite that extreme, but but I've definitely seen ones that are like music player, and then underneath features plays music, battery. Like, you know, it's like yeah, it better play music. It's a music player. I mean, come on. 
They say the new Kindle uh, Paperwhite does not come with a power cord or a, a power plug. That's actually extra. So it's what? actually good. To, yeah, it comes with a USB cable, but you still need something to plug into the wall. Oh, you, they just assume you charge it with a computer. Yeah, or you already have a Kindle, so. Oh, and you just use that. Lame. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, I just want to, the uh, price for a uh, 32 gig iPad with cellular is 560 Damn. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, but it's so shiny, right? Like, it's an iPad, but it's small. But it's really cheap compared to another iPad. That's what the reality distortion field does. Well, true. I mean, if you're. If your standard is spending a thousand dollars on a device every year, then the three hundred dollar, the five hundred dollar one seems, you know, much better. Uh, so they said uh, you get a set of front-facing stereo speakers. You can watch movies right from the Nexus Ten, and they simply sound awesome. Do they though? Do they really? Because no. in my experience, little speakers like this sound like crap. I'm just saying, if it yes. sounds awesome, that would be really cool. What do you care? Honestly, let's show us use headphones. I know that makes such a big deal about it. Just put headphones on, like a like a normal. Because listen, sometimes when I'm at work, I can't wear headphones, so I need to set the tablet or my phone on the windowsill and play music. And it would be nice if it sounded better than what it sounds. Why can't you wear headphones? Because it's hot in there. Why can't you just plug in some computer speakers? Because I'm in You'll a get water sound. room. There's water everywhere. <laughs> you are such a diva. Jesus. <laughs> it's dangerous for them devices in that room, man. <laughs> it's like... Anyway. Yeah, uh, where, most people, where most people use I mean, tablets, I mean, I just... I don't know. Well, if you're watching a movie in bed with it, I guess, do people do that? Do you want a set of speakers sitting on your stomach also? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are you yes. or are you going now using Miracast into your HD big screen and just setting the tablet on the floor? That's exactly it. I watch TV shows and movies from bed with her head. With I don't watch that headphones. stuff in bed because do you know why? The bedroom is not for TV. It's for loving. That's what I hear. So they've also yeah, added a bunch of <laughs> they've added a bunch of uh, other countries also. And some new entertainment stuff, TV, movies, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and Canada, the UK, France, Spain, Australia. You guys can all purchase movie. Do people purchase movies still? Like, do you, oh, yes. Do you want to own that so you can watch it over and over and over again? Definitely. Some people do. Huh. And by the way, would you do me a favor and say the country north of the United States again? Canada? Okay, because the first time you said it, it was like Canada or something Canadia? like that. Canada? No, it was weird. It was just the way you... Never mind. Okay. Canada? Anybody else hear that, or is it just me? I think it was just you, Joe. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Never mind. And they're also bringing magazines with time uh, in-style people. I don't know if anyone cares about magazines still, but there you have it. Well, I'll tell you, though, that will bring people to the tablet. Do people like that stuff, right? Oh, yeah, because those are some of the few magazines that are actually still surviving. (laughs) Good Um, point. You know, uh, besides like the National Enquirer. If they'd bring the National Enquirer, I'd be happy. What are? I like the idea of magazines, um, but I just I don't find it very compelling. I don't think they've I don't think they've implemented this whole like 
even ebooks to a point. I'll tell you something. Highlighting a note. When I went I on know, my, it's not that good. when I went to Mexico, I downloaded a whole bunch of magazines because I thought I'd have a bunch of time to do some reading. I was like, oh, this will be an interesting experience. I mean, they were they were DRM free, of course, and I had readers on the tablet. I didn't look at one dude like it's just like you said it's not that compelling i read my physical real book that i brought more than i looked at anything that i loaded up on the tablet like a thousand books magazines i was preparing to get like stranded there for like five years or something but like i, I didn't get technology oh, sorry go ahead no, i was just gonna say i didn't look at any of that so i i don't know maybe normal people are more into reading that way all of the stuff i could have read in those magazines i've read on websites online i feel like so right so the problem is that these magazines the technology is cool but the magazines haven't adapted their their business model to the modern world so the you get these magazines and the first thing i do is i put it view as text so all i see is the articles um, and a couple magazines I do regularly subscribe are text-driven. They're not like Playboy so magazine, which everybody should get. Would you read Playboy all in text for the uh, articles? Yeah. You know, yeah. for the stories. I, I don't know if Playboy's even on there. But, Honestly, uh, honey, I just read it in text-only mode. <laughs> it's links. So a- it's my links browser. Look. But they don't make the magazines themselves. Don't make a compelling. They're not doing well on the iP- on the iOS world either. Um, they just haven't adapted. So I think the technology is pretty cool. What I'm hoping, and I'm trying to look at this myself, is companies that come out and create magazines from the ground up based on the digital platform versus trying to take their print magazine and convert it to a digital format. And I think there's a viable market there. Oh, I think there is too. I I just don't think anybody's done it successfully yet. No, no. Is it because iOS world? There's there's the magazine by Marco Arment who does uh, Instapaper. He's but his is a little different because his fans will just buy whatever he puts out, and regardless if it's good or not. Is it because they haven't made it interactive enough and? like you said, not compelling enough for, is it the content or is it the means of delivery or is it the UI? Like what's, what is it? Do we just not care about that kind of stuff anymore? I just don't think, think, go ahead, Joey. Well, I was going to say, I think it depends an awful lot on your topic and how much you're willing to wait for your information and how much you value the editorializing of the people that are, uh, writing the material. For instance, if you pick up a copy of, say, like Cycle World, which is a motorcyclist magazine, you're going to find one to two, maybe maybe more reviews of motorcycles. And these are in-depth, hours and hours and hours of riding uh, motorcycles with people that have ridden motorcycles for their entire adult life. But listen, is that anything you can't get online otherwise? From it, well, not from the can... same people. So that so, so that, those people aren't writing anything online. It's only in this one magazine you have to subscribe to. Like I find that hard to believe. I think everyone writes a, online also. And if you well, you, you'll find competing. Well, for instance, if you wanted to completely negate the whole uh, cycle world thing, you can go to like bikes.com and get and get reviews. But they're from different people that may have different levels of writing experience. So you're saying the magazine brings a vetted. You know these people. You know they're not just some bot script writing reviews on Newegg right. or whatever. You know that they have a good experience with this sort of stuff, and that's why you go there. 
Exactly, but I'm also not necessarily in a time crunch to make a decision on buying or not buying a motorcycle based on a five-second decision from some reviewer. Right, so it works differently for different situations. Right. Now, if we're starting to talk about, say, oh, I don't know, Linux Pro Magazine, where by the time you get the magazine in the mail, the CD or DVD that's included with it, they've already usually skipped a version on every single program that's on the bloody disk. Um, because it takes so long to get the disc manufacturer, get it in the in the magazine, and then get the magazine. Yeah, but to that's you. that just speaks to the iteration cycle of technology being right, and it quicker also than once a month. But it, it speaks to the iteration cycle of the material, because right. if the if the software is iterating that fast, then the reviews and the commentary have to iterate that fast, and the magazine doesn't allow you to iterate that fast. Right. No, no. I, well, I, the example you brought up, Joey, just sounds like writers who are stuck in the 80s um, because there's no reason those articles couldn't be put behind a paywall on, on the Internet. And there's plenty of extremely long-form reviews out there. Oh, there um, are. But the thing is, is the people perceive it. if it's going to be on the Internet, it's got to be free. New York Times is trying to buck that, but besides the New York Times, I don't think anybody's having any success at all. Right, but that means is that motorcycle magazines either have to get online to lower costs and try to make it work on the internet or just go out of business. And I predict that we're going to see not the death of magazines, but I think we're going to see more and more magazines get more and more specialized and get into a niche, and those niches are going to be released on longer and longer intervals to uh, to make up for the production costs. But, but, but why should they do this online, though, right? Well, I, I don't think they will. I think they're going to continue to go with the with the dead tree thing, but it's going to be uh, every every single issue is going to be a once a year or twice a year special edition issue focused mm-hmm. on a theme, and and they'll they'll take that theme and run with it and produce one, two, three, four issues a year rather than twelve. Or in like I think people's case, I think that's a weekly. Um, so instead of fifty two issues a year, maybe they'll go to six or twelve. Well, you guys remember when when iBooks came out? Um, uh, maybe it's not iBooks, but whatever the creation tool is, uh, one of the big things that was talked about was how um, you know Apple was going to revolutionize the um, the ebook market with like textbooks and all this other stuff. I don't think we've seen that happen, but it does bring up an interesting thought, which is um, you know to your point, Shane. Why don't they just put up a website and you know do paywall or whatever? Um, could it be cheaper in the future to just have an application that, you know, basically lets you create content, submit it to Google, Apple, and not have to do the user management and payment management and all that other stuff that comes with uh, running your own operation with a paywall? Yeah, Maybe I, that's I, the revolution we're waiting for. Yeah, and as I said, I'm, I'm actually trying to look at that myself. And to just kind of wrap this up, uh, on November 13th, that's when you'll be able to get that stuff in Europe and Canada. Canada? What was that called, Joey? Uh, so, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> Did you guys see on uh, this article on ZDNet, and I don't know if you guys, I wanted to know what you guys thought, but this is, this guy, uh, Stephen writes about the four best new features of Android 4.2. If you had to pick, like, which which four they would be, and I, I don't know. Some of the stuff he says, like, I don't really, like, the smart screensavers. Do you need a screensaver on your phone or your, maybe more for a tablet, I guess? But 
it it's not something that's on all widgets well that's cool but that's not a screensaver to to me a screensaver sounds like because your screen is on all the time so every you know half an hour or something but your tablet's not like when when you leave your tablet do you leave it on or do you always blink it off because i always turn mine off but i don't know so he says that smart screensavers uh gesture typing which i guess you guys some of you think that's okay uh, the Miracast thing, which is cool if you have Miracast, uh, and multi-user support. This is something I really don't care about again, but we've had it in CyanogenMod for a while, I think, right? Since 10? Did 9 have it? I don't know. But um, I don't know. D- is that something useful? Like, do families have one tablet, or does each bratty kid have their own now? Like, are you sharing that stuff? And someone mentioned on Google Plus that maybe it's useful for a phone to not not necessarily have profiles, but have like a kid mode. So like when your kid's screaming and won't behave or shut up or whatever, you hand him the phone with Angry Birds and that's all it lets him do. So he can't be like texting Hong Kong or or anything like that. Like that might be useful if you have kids, but I I don't know. Are you guys, are these the four best? It it sounds like everybody liked the feature. It sounds like, you have to have kids, like you said. Now, on a phone, to me, a phone is very personal, so I don't want anybody to touch my phone. Even your wife? Uh, yeah, she's the same way with her So phone. is that the purpose? And maybe it's cool because you have your your desktop on your, your home screen, excuse me, <laughs> set up a certain way, and your girl has her set up a different way. So you guys are trading. But again, don't you each have your own, or are you guys sharing one? Well, Matt, with the extra low prices of the Nexus 7, they could both have theirs. But, That's uh, true. You could share an uh, iPad or <laughs> you could get like five of these things. Honestly, I think it's something that parents are going to like. To me, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, me neither. And, and people wanted it, so they got it. I, I I'm, think I'm a little that... interested, though, on how it'll play between like sharing apps, sharing books, sharing content. Um, that Because, yeah, every once in a while... You know, I'll hand Melissa, you know, my... T- no, that's fine. Hangouts just crash. <laughs> I was waiting for that to happen. Hold on. So okay. if... Oh, God. Did we lose Matt there for a no, second? No, I was just... Hangouts took a, took a minute. It's here now. What were you <laughs> saying, Eric? <laughs> uh, just a sharing content and sharing apps across multiple accounts has been kind of kludgy in the past. So if this brings some fixes to that experience... Then I'm all for it. Well, and what happens when the first, like, your device is rooted, you're in a divorce situation, and she, like, gets your gets the device and, like, just escalates privilege, and now she has all your stuff that you were trying to hide by switching profiles. Like, is that why you're... I don't know. It just seems kind of gimmicky again, like the FaceTime thing. If you have thing. Lookout installed, you can kill that device. What if you look right. like your significant other and FaceTime is just completely confused? Or not FaceTime, but uh, Face Unlock. It's just confused, and so. Well, it happens if you put on a dress, Matt. Well, uh, that's why I don't use yeah, face but, uh, unlock. Yeah. Anyway, but no, there is one other uh, feature or one other situation which this would work very well. We have a community tablet. Well, actually, sorry. It, it, to be fair, it's an iPad. Um, at my full time job, and we hand it out on. Uh, you know, a, a, a an as needed basis. You know, somebody's going on vacation; they don't want to take a laptop. They want to check their email. We'll hand them the iPad. Uh, we have to set it up every single time for each individual user, which is not a huge deal, but it is a bit of a pain. 
um, and the user doesn't have their own apps. They don't have anything from their iTunes account. It's just it, it's got its own iTunes account, and that's it. Uh, which also keeps crap off of it. So if you but could if, keep each user having their own profile and then just switch between them as needed, but make sure that one user can get into another user's, which I don't know right. that this does that. I mean, it says you can enter it with a password, So, but, I mean, how hard is that going to... It's my name. I mean, like, like how hard is that going to be to hack? So, and Joey, let me ask you, are you guys more likely to go with the Nexus 10 now that it has this capability, knowing that iOS will never support that? Nope. Uh, we're looking to at uh, because you see that what we're what we're pushing for within our little IT world is infinities, um, the ASUS Infinity tabs, uh, simply because they have the built-in keyboard. Uh, and what we're looking to do is take a few people that are road warriors that literally spend two to seven days, a, well, two to five, pardon me, days a week uh, on the road and don't want to lug their uh, laptops around, uh, we're going to take a bunch of four- or five-year-old laptops out of service and replace them with tablets. All right. I, I was thinking, uh, you took me a little too little. I meant, would you go with an Android tablet knowing that this capability is coming over an iPad? Oh, um, I, I, personally, yes. Um, but the a lot of the management of the company have a very strong I, Apple bias. Uh, so... That's. I, I think we're going to be dealing with with both for the foreseeable future, um, and they might put their foot down and say, "No, we want an iPad." Somebody mentioned um, having this in phones. Uh, I just posted a link in the chat. Did you guys see that um, it won't be available on phones? And uh, Android Authority posted a um, it's because of a Nokia. Nokia patent that might be yeah. the reason why. Now, when I said, I thought, like, this profiles thing here in CM was that. That's not user accounts, though. So I was mistaken. This profiles is something completely different. Oh, to change, like, to your work setup, to your home setup? Well, that's what it looks like default. Like I said, I haven't really, I don't mess with this. But, yeah, so that's what it's more. But it has application groups and stuff. So you can, you could kind of set up, I guess. But it's not like you can log in or, or anything like that. But. I don't know, that Nokia, that sounds a little weird. It wouldn't make as much sense on a phone as it does a tablet, right? And it's not going to work on a tablet where Matt has his games and then his, his girlfriend logs in, all of a sudden she downloads her game. But so Nokia's it, had it for a while. Has anybody been using it? I mean, is it, like, what are they doing with it then? Uh, they flushed it down the toilet to use Windows 8. With the, with, with the 97? <laughs> Upgrade uh, and Windows has had multi-user accounts. People online would like to point out for a, a while now. Yeah, they they only now are just getting the concept of your Microsoft account, and then you know all your stuff is connected to it. They had Xbox and Hotmail and all this, and Google has finally gotten your Google account. You log in, all your Google stuff is there. Pretty handy. And so this on XDA here, when they go through the Android four point two stuff. What it's that screensaver thing that the guy on ZDN was talking about is called Daydream, and they kind of present it differently to make it not sound like such a screensaver, but that it it'll do things like display photo albums, news, and other stuff when the device is docked. So not just so that makes more sense to me that you're leaving it on this dock and it's on all the time because it's plugged into the dock rather than just leaving it lying around and having a screensaver turn on. Could so one use that with a wireless charging dock person? Ooh. I wonder if you 
I mean, it, it that, is kind that, of, that sounds... you know, a neat gimmick, I guess. My grandma oh, would like it. Well, no, you can imagine uh, tweets floating in the background. Yeah, type of stuff. That... Not seismic because that's dead, but I can see Plume doing that. Hey, I still use the widgets. From I have one seismic widget and one my six sense widget, and between that, I get everything I need just from a glance. So suck it. Uh, the lock screen widget thing is kind of interesting, I guess. Do you want? <laughs> I like the, this. It's it's that meme of exhibit, and he says, "Yo, dog, I heard you like home screens, so I put a home screen on your lock screen before your home screen." <laughs> so awesome. I like it. I love it. So I don't know. Would you? Is that something you would use? Like, would you just make like eight different home screens on the lock screen to thumb through, or is that just overcomplicating it? And how is that going to lag this? Because I notice the more widgets you use, that screen redraw gets a little annoying. Just saying. Well, it's it's just like we've we've had this uh, already a lot. You know. Well, through uh, third party apps, music does it like. Right? Lots of audio apps do. Or audio. Yeah, SoundCloud does yeah. it really well, and Google Music does it really well. I, but I think it's going to make the Android tags, I don't think it's going to work well on the phone, or maybe a no. It's just going to make it more useful. If they did it like music to where they come on as needed, like I think that's really helpful. But personally, I don't want a bunch of crap on the lock screen. And if you look, I mean, the the CM lock screen, like you can map different apps to the different things. So if you hit up or go down or... Yeah, up is Google Now, and then text, music, camera, unlock. Like, if you start putting widgets on top of that, I, I don't know. It, it almost, no, I don't like it. I can say, I don't, this won't, I don't need to do this now because I'm not in an office, uh, I don't work in an office anymore, but it would be really handy if, there, if on my screen, I can look up all my, my emails and my appointments, my tasks, by just by flip, flipping on a screen. That would so be cool less... if you had like a big 10 inch tab in this nice dock that was sturdy that you could just have chilling next to your computer monitor that showed you useful things as needed all throughout the day. That would be weird. No, but I'm saying you go to a meeting and you get out of it, you, you, you just flip on, you know, you just turn it on quick and then you get your update. There's, I can see that being used a lot in that yeah. case. Yeah. Uh, and, and the one thing that the iPad really sucks at is getting at multiple bits of information at once. So I think this is. A small, subtle, very useful thing for the office. Well, that and this is like real-time updated information. Any of the the Apple stuff isn't it? It's not really drawing yeah, real-time data from anywhere. It's just static images. I can tell you, my company, which was very ROI focused, right? There, if they could develop apps that would just that you flip on your your, your tablet and you get your like your daily revenue ROI you know, graph throughout the day that the metrics that you're watching, that would be huge. And, cause they, you know, and so I, I can see tons of use for it if it's available in the API. Again, it's subtle and I don't think, I don't think I'll be using it anytime soon because I just don't need to, but I know there are people out there who could really use it. Well, and it's your choice. I mean, this is, like you said, it's in the API, so people can develop apps that's what we like about Android is that, yeah. you know, there's a whole lot of customization available. You, don't, you don't have want to, to use, use it, it. Just turn do it you off. And do you, you know what I would use on my phone? Shopping list. Evernote. <laughs> Doesn't it, well, if it has a widget. Right, well. If it, if it has a desktop widget. Because uh, I don't, you know, my wife emails me on the shopping list. There's no, no pen and paper anymore. So You would just dedicate a home screen to this list. I totally would. <laughs> that would be awesome. 
And you could just, I mean, you can just add more home screens. I mean, how many do you need? And then, like I said uh, earlier, the the Photosphere thing is pretty cool. They they have other camera UI improvements uh, as well. So uh, we'll put links to all this, and you can check out the videos of all this stuff uh, on attackoftheandroids.com. Uh, who threw this uh, Matthias Duarte uh, Google Hangout talk in the doc? This is really interesting, Eric. Tell us about – he's talking about the lack of SD card slots in these Nexus devices we're seeing. Yeah, so um, I guess Matthias was answering some questions, and the one that I the one that I honed in on was the SD card one because that is that is my biggest pet peeve about these Nexus devices is that they don't have SD card slots. Um, I mean, personally, I have a seven in I have the Nexus Seven with sixteen gigs uh, of storage, and I really do have to think, do I want to download that TV show? Do I want to do this? Because my storage is, is so limited. You know, in contrast, on my Prime, I have, the I think, the 64-gig version with a 32-gig SD card. I don't care what I do with it because I know I'm not going to fill it up anytime. That is soon. one nice thing about the Prime, having that card slot. But I don't know. I don't watch a lot of that stuff on my tablets. If I do, it's like one or two things that I'll throw on or use Netflix. So... It, running out of space isn't as big of a deal as it is to you if you're you're constantly having all of this uh, stuff on there, this HD stuff that takes up a lot of space. Well, yeah, if I want to go on a trip and I want the entire you know first season of I don't know like Game of Thrones or something, it's going to take up a huge amount of space, and then I'm making the trade off of you know music or you know maybe I have to uninstall some of my some of my apps because some of the apps nowadays take up a gig or two. In additional data just by themselves. Yeah. It does. Um, does, the S, does the S3 have an SD card? It does. Okay. I think um, that that's one of those ubiquitous Wi-Fi arguments. If you've got the constant connectivity, you don't need to have the storage. And Eric's telling me that but how I don't tr- have Wi-Fi. You'll- yeah, how true is that? I mean, it depends where you live. But well, uh, and if you're in a subway, do you want to rely like, on other people's? That's irritating. But do you want to have to rely on other people's Wi-Fi spots for your entertainment? It's not a gamble well, I'm willing that's to what wager I'm on. At is that if Wi-Fi was everywhere, then we wouldn't have this issue. Yeah, and if Obama so- gets reelected, the world will be a perfect place. It's just, I'm sorry, Joey. <laughs> Joey, you're living in bubble world again. Okay, so here's my, my what, here's what Matthias, very nice. Here's Matthias Duarte. Here's his explanation of why don't Nexus devices have SD cards. Eric, is that his real name or is that a pen name? Because that's a pretty cool uh, pen I, name if it is. It's pretty awesome. I wanna, I'm going to call him Maddie from now on because it just sounds... <laughs> Maddie D. Matty D. So here's what Matty D had to say about it. He said, everybody likes the idea of having an SD card, but in reality, it's just confusing for the users. If you're saving photos, videos, or music... Which card is it on? I don't know which card it's on. This is is so confusing. Should there be a setting? Should it prompt every time? What happens to the experience when you swap out the card? It's just too complicated. Is so it? Hold on, hold on. Is he calling everyone that uses this stuff idiots? Because I don't find it that complicated. I find they're, it actually kind of... for the helpful. lowest common denominator. Oh, go buy an iPhone this. then. <laughs> you know, sorry, but... That, even, when, even when Android phones mostly had SD cards, a lot of the apps didn't handle it very well. Um... And Isn't so, that because there wasn't really a good standard as to where should I, if I'm programming something, where should I put my data? What's the standard place? 
Well, so what's the standard place to mount it? I always see. I never went that route be, because it seemed it seemed like I was losing something in throughput by having to have apps access this SD card rather than even though it's solid. It just in my head like it sounded better to have it on the device rather than on this card. And well, I, widgets wouldn't work off app. You couldn't use widgets from apps that were on the SD card too on the Nexus One. I don't know if they ever got past that or not. Um, I don't know. But, it always just seemed like SD card should be for storage. The phone itself should be for your apps and everything. Yeah. But like you I, said, I'll apps get with, bigger, so who knows? I agree with Matai. I don't think the apps got to the point where it was ubiquitous enough. That like, like the thing I use the most, Beyond Pod. There's no. I don't remember seeing a setting that says use SD card if available for storage. Oh, hey, can we can we play can we play our game better or worse? Because there was a Beyond Pod update. And I have to say, worse, this, this update, they took away one of the key options that I used every single morning. Because when Beyond Pod, for some reason, when it updates everything out of Google Reader, that fi- like it, it gets it out of Reader, it, it jumbles up the artwork for the shows. I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Maybe it's just my yeah, yeah, install, but it, no, it gets everything no jumbled. Too. So you would, every morning, you would hit menu you would go into the settings thing and there would be caches you could clear the episode image cache and i would hit that button and it would reset everything back to the way it should be now that that option is gone that both the clear feed cache and clear image cache are gone i looked everywhere in the all the different sites i could not find it and so now it's really annoying because all like i used to pick out episodes while I'm driving real quick based on album art because I know what everyone's album art looks like. And now it's all like the same album art for each episode, even though they're different shows. It's really confusing. And it just, it looks ugly now because it's like the same picture over and over. Like, I just hate it. So I wish they would add that that option back. Please, Beyond Pod. Please. Well, you know, just just a shout out for Beyond Pod. We had a problem when we switched from, you know, where we were doing the show to hosting it ourselves, um, where for like a month or two, our feed wasn't updated in Beyond Pod. And I sent them an email and they updated it. So now you can go subscribe to Attack of the Androids directly through Beyond Pod, which is nice. Really? Did, did they put us in like the what comes with Beyond Pod yet? Because I, I emailed them a, quite a while ago and was like, you should have our show come with your app. <laughs> I think, like, I think they owe it to these us guys? with how much we pimp their stupid who the, app. <laughs> who the hell are those guys? Is that, Love is, you, Beyond Pod. Is that all about Android? No, then we don't care. That's probably what he said. <laughs> those guys you? like dog catcher anyway, so what's up? All I think right. we need to take a uh, page out of uh, Ant's book and just name drop. Just, just say, <laughs> Attack of the Androids. Dvorak. Gina Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, calling God. you out, Ann Pruitt. Maddie D. Hey, 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 Matt. Yes, sure. There's a clear, clear feed download history. You may want to look at that. Where is that? Oh, it's under the feed. It's under the settings for a specific feed. I don't know if it does what you're looking for. No, I think it, that what that does is clears out your all of your latest downloads. I think. In more in settings in which settings feed update settings. On, on the specific feed settings. Just feed settings? 
Yeah, yeah. Now I oh, actually fourth. reorganized all my uh, podcasts. So, I don't, do you still use the listen subfolder for everything? Uh, I made a folder called podcasts, and I just throw everything in there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's well. Actually, I even went further than that, but. That's the same idea. So I don't. Well, I tried getting... to. I did like tech, and I did like science, but then I just stopped because I just it all it goes in the same place. It's just easier having the episodes there. Yeah, I just wanted to keep the Bigfoot podcast separate from the Twitch <laughs> podcasts. I, I listen to them at different and different mindsets. Is that Bigfoot the Bigfoot the monster truck or Bigfoot the animal thing? It's called a uh, Sasquatch, not a animal thing. See, I always thought it was a Yeti. No, that's the uh, man beast of the Himalayas. So what you oh, okay. found? So it sounds so they like Shane name me that then. Oh. Okay, Shane, what you found is the one the the feed down, but you have to do that for each feed now, which is no good. There used to be a global setting that would yeah, do that, that and then it would clear the episode image cache. Yeah, I, I, actually, anyway, Eric's right though. You should go around the. Uh, you should go hit their forum. They're usually pretty good to respond. That would be cool if they could just throw that back in. It would be but even cooler if, if I didn't have to go to their forum if they just listened to this and did it. That would be key. Yeah. I, th- I like it now that you can control stuff from the from the notification pane, though. Oh, did they add that in? What... Yeah, yeah. So on the notification pane, uh, you can play, pause, and move forward now. See, I only I I have BeyondPod on my Droid X. So, like, the Droid X, that's all I use it for. So it's constantly in the dock just with BeyondPod on it, pretty much. Oh. That's all it does. Oh, well, that's so I don't use notifications thing, so. or anything like that on this anymore. But Do you have Jelly Bean on there? This? No, this is CM7, dude. All right, then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do it anyway. Yeah, so it's, but it's solid. I don't know. It's better than the GNX CM10 I'm running. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, uh, that's probably gonna do it. We need to do some app picks. Oh, there was a couple links if you guys wanted to try the new Android 4.2 keyboard. I know the one on Android Police got taken down, but there's another one floating around on, uh, not Android Spin. What's the other one? It's on that site. Anyway, whatever. Find it if you want. Hey, it. Matt. It's swag. Real quick, just um, wanted, wanted to let people know, uh, I was reading through some articles this week, and one of those big patents that Samsung got hit on for the, you know, the $1 billion lawsuit between them and Apple mm-hmm. um, has been, label, has been uh, called tentatively, uh, tentatively called invalid by the U.S. Patent and Trade Office. Really? So, so that, all of that money yeah. that Apple put into that fund in case this happened, like, is that what this is for, or is this something different? Is this a different patent? Well, well what this what this patent is, um, if you remember, one of the patents was when you're swiping between different screens. Uh, if you hit, like, if you have like five screens and you hit the edge of that oh, fifth the screen and back. try to go onto a sixth, it bounces back. Yeah, the bounce back. Um, so it's been ruled um, as. Uh, an invalid patent, uh, at least tentatively. Um, So what that means is Samsung has already filed um, paperwork with Judge Koh saying, hey, you know, this thing's been ruled invalid. Um, It's it's just adding more ammunition to their their appeal, I think. And if it truly is ruled invalid, um, I believe that Samsung could dip into that pot of money that Apple had to set aside just in case they lost. And that's that's funny you mentioned that because someone on the uh, AOTA58, this episode on YouTube, on the page you can leave comments, he says, can I get a forecast debate from you guys regarding a five-year forecast on what direction the Apple versus Samsung battle will lead to and who will dominate? Shout out. Thanks, guys. 
I, I I didn't know if he was trolling or not, but since you mentioned it, give us a five year rundown on. No, don't. But I I personally I think that Samsung will end up paying something. It's not going to be a billion, and I I don't know. I think that it's it'll all eventually sort of even out um, with people making patent deals, uh, and, and then you know it it'll all die down eventually. And but you mentioned right now, it, I think. You mentioned in the doc about how this would maybe cause them to look at other patents as well to see if they are truly valid or not. Well, I think that I think that Samsung was arguing that um, that was part of one of their big arguments was um, you know should this be able to be something you can patent? I know Google made that argument with the uh, Google versus Oracle case earlier in the year. I think the U.S. Patent and Trade Office just needs to take a hard look at. Um, what are they allowing to get through the system? Um, and then uh, geeks always want to bring up, you know, the point, you know, should this stuff be allowed to be, you know, software? Should it? Should you be able to copyright software anyway? Which is a bigger argument, but at the very least, um, you know, a whoa, lot of these whoa, things whoa. need copyright, to be reviewed. Copyright or patent? Oh, whatever. No, I know no, they're different. Copyright is different. Should they, should they be able to... Um, this is a patent. Should they be able to patent... No, let's go with copyright. I want to hear what Joey was going to tell you. (laughs) Well, no, if you copyright a piece (laughs) of software, that would mean that the source code itself was copyrighted. But it doesn't mean that the methods by which the software... In other words, you could write a program to do the exact same functions, but if you did it in a different library or a um, a different language or something... In other words, if if, if it's Microsoft like pat- Windows- hold on, hold on, it's like patenting the laws of physics. Okay, moving on. Grand Theft Auto Vice City coming to mobile. Eric, <laughs> exciting ten year anniversary, and they said that uh, I like it. They're going to add some stuff or some enhancements that you will only find on mobile. But that's all they said about it. So pretty sweet. And then also, you mentioned something about Shadowgate getting funded. Did- on Kickstarter. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. This game, Shadowgate. Yeah. Dear Dude. God, it was so difficult. Right. Somebody's trying to. I don't know if it's a remake or if it's a re envisioning or what the uh, what the PR spin is on it. But there's there's a Kickstarter project open right now um, to to make this. They have not reached their goal, but you know, I just thought it was interesting. Did this you is ever one of the read games the that, books and play ugh. the like the D and D ish version of Shadowgate? Did you ever get like that into it when you were younger? No, I just I, it made me want to smash my Game Boy. Is all that I remember. Oh wow! So it was so difficult. If you came I didn't, from I didn't really play the, the world of like the books and the the kind of like D and D, what's that called? Don't call it LARPing, but when you anyway, kind of paper. Thank you. <laughs> That's type of like the the game wasn't. I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't like I, they could make it a lot better now. I think. Like Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else before we do app picks? I think we should just do app picks. Eric, give me an app pick. Oh, we were talking about this earlier, Matt. I'm so excited. Chrono oh. Trigger. Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Trigger. Is now on oh, Android. my God. So awesome. Such a great game. Now, a word of warning. If you have, I don't know if it's all tablets. It's a, We've only tested this with Transformer Prime. Um, it does not work on transformer on the transformer prime. On your I'll prime, I'll test it on my Nexus. It what doesn't work on your prime. No, here I'm gonna I'm gonna try to show folks what happens. Um, 
like and and there were a lot of uh comments uh on the actual play store about this so uh, you know let's see if we can see if we can do this through the magic of the internet so launch corona trigger so it does that sometimes uh, but if it if it launches at all it'll it'll only take up like a quarter of the screen oh weird and what and, happens if you hit the button? Does it just distort all the hell? It, if you can, the thing is, is I got it to go full screen once. I have no idea how I how I was able to it, do it. Did you um, shake it when you first run the game? What's that? Did you shake it? I I find I that didn't helps. Shake it. That helps sometimes. It was like a combination of using like a, another app, like Display Orienter. Uh, but if you if you can't get it to go full screen, then you can't install the the additional data required to play the game. Oh, nice. So, there, that button's gone? Like, it's yeah, just... It, wow. It, like, covers it up. And then watch what happens when you actually, like, when you when you back out of it. It'll, it should be able to do this. It'll, like, just blink red all of a sudden. Yeah, here, watch. Just do that. Woo! That was fun. That's cool. <laughs> Not the chrono so, trigger I remember, but still, no, you know. But cool. on the phone, on the phone, like it's it works, it works great. I was, so what uh, did we say? The next, the next game they need to drop is Illusion of Gaia. Between that and Chrono <laughs> Trigger, that's like my childhood. That's how I spent my childhood. It is. I mean, it is pretty. It's pretty cool. I uh, listen to the clock. Oh my god, dude. Oh man, so, that is, is so uh, awesome! I don't I know if you guys are fans of Chrono Trigger. This might not mean anything to you, but to us, dude, this is huge. It is. It's one of the greatest games Classic. ever made, Classic. and it's ten bucks. Just I don't know. Go get it. I one thing that'll piss me off though is I don't. Square Enix is is known for doing their always on um, DRM. I think it's always on, or it, like it checks the license like every day. So if you're traveling or if you just want to play when you're on the subway or something and you can't get an internet signal, you might be screwed. So Really? It won't play with, you if you if you flip on airplane mode, it won't play? Uh I've I've run into that instance with I think Final Fantasy 3 where huh. it said that it couldn't uh, it couldn't verify my license. Is that the $16 uh, $16.99 $16. Final Fantasy 3? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Chrono yeah. Trigger, get it. Six ninety nine, nine ninety nine, six ninety nine. Kidding me? This is Square Enix, brother. What? Oh, it's six ninety nine. I could have sworn when I went to ask uh, you if I could borrow six ninety nine that it was six ninety. No, oh, I, it I was nine ninety nine. I would have been pissed if I was if I was three dollars short. I would have been so mad, and I won't buy it for nine ninety nine. I will put my SNES emulator back on here. And I will play the ROM of it, and I bet it's the same. Won't that be thing. interesting if if the ROM works better than? It the, will uh... be interesting because you know what, it's gonna. <laughs> so there. <laughs> All right, uh, Joey, at pick. Can you? Okay, this one is yet another in my long string of gaming apps that involve cars or some other form of vehicle. Uh, this is Hill Climb Racing. I was wondering if you were gonna break your streak tonight or not. So glad to see well, it's still. I, I... Now they're giving me recommendations on Google Play for free games involving vehicles. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of stuck now. Um, this one is actually kind of cool. Um, not that I would ever recommend something that wasn't cool. <laughs> um, you know, but um, let me show you. Okay, here we go. Here's your, this is the first level car with a few updates, and what you have to do 
is use the gas and the brake <laughs> that looks in order so to keep awesome. the vehicle level and climb the hills. And some of the climbs are pretty steep. Huh. And then you can go airborne and whatnot. Oh, and I just tipped over and I broke Joy. my little driver's neck. If this costs so, anything, you pay too much. This is a freebie. <laughs> Eric's like, uh, I coded that in high school. <laughs> okay. Um, All right, kids. Chrono Trigger? Chrono Trigger. Or whatever the hell Joey is showing you. Well, I'm just saying, this is this is extremely challenging once you get further up into the levels. No, I'm sure. Because you can't just gas it and go. There's a technique to it. Throttle Copter got really <laughs> hard, too, in it's the arc. upper levels. <laughs> just saying. Okay, what's it called? It's called Hill Climb Racing. And uh, how much malware is in it? Uh, none that I can tell. Very good. So far. Very That's good. Malware, kind of more malware. Make, that comforts me. <laughs> All right, Shane, at pick, please. Yeah, uh, Joey should run Lookout just so you, you can uh, be sure. So yeah. uh, my, my app pick is something we actually touched on before. And, Matt, you had, wondered, you had said that some, you suddenly started getting new cards um, uh, with uh, CM10. It's because the Google search app, which is a downloadable app, is what oh, powers yeah. the stuff behind Google Now. Oh, yeah. So, so the they, this has been misreported about the Google Now being a 4.2 update. Everybody else is, I've already got the update. So the big thing is, is that it hooks into your Gmail now, or it can hook into your Gmail. Which is where those so, invoice... Right. cards will come from and yeah now that you mention it i do remember the google search update i didn't even like it didn't even cross my mind that that was part of google now and that's where those came from yeah so some of the new things on gmail we talked about packages flights hotels restaurants event bookings um they've added stuff for concerts um so if you guys want to know when the when guns and roses is coming into your town next you can uh, find out through that uh, something that is still touring. Yes, Joey. Yes, Joey. Uh, they, in fact, are doing a uh, couple weeks stay at the Hard Rock in Las Vegas. How many uh, so vocal cords has he got left? Uh, probably more than you, Joey. He got uh, them in rehab. I heard. <laughs> but something I think is kind of neat: photo spot nearby is it alert you um, about popular places that people take pictures. So, you know, maybe you're not, you don't notice it, but a bunch of other people did so that you can take a picture of it. Uh, and it, it, I, I notice I'm just getting a lot more information, news updates, stocks, movies, public alerts. Um, so if you haven't gotten a public alert about Sandy, you're probably okay. Uh, so anyway, um, the Gmail thing I think was pretty cool. I imagine we're going to see more cards based on Gmail um, soon. And I'm... I don't know. It's I was already getting value out of the package stuff and the uh, restaurant stuff within minutes of downloading the new app. So if you're on Jellybean or I guess if you're on Jellybean, make sure you download the app and check out some of the new cards because some of them you might want to configure a little bit. So that's it. Very cool. All right. I got something kind of a little different. It's still a game, but this is a public beta. It's free. So I don't know if by the time you hear this, if you're into this kind of stuff, if it'll still let you in or not. I don't, I don't know. Uh, there is long wait times on some servers sometimes, and if you make a game profile, it may not be there. Uh, we would like to draw your attention to the fact that sometimes server maintenance might be going on and we could trash all of your stuff at any time. So just just know that going into this, 
It is so much fun, and it plays so perfectly on the Prime. It's called Shadow Gun Dead Zone. Oh, my God. Multiplayer Shadow Gun goodness. It is. When I first installed this, it would not work. I updated to the 1030 nightly of CM10 for the Prime, and it rebooted, and it works perfectly. So I don't know if it'll work now without having to reboot the Prime, because the Prime is... uh, She's a dainty lady like that, you know, but it's, uh, it's awesome. I sat here and played this for like an hour before the show and it's just, I know that glare is, is awesome as well, but so there's the leaderboard and there's the okay, So what is this? A first person shooter? <laughs> yeah, it it's a third person shooter and it just completely crashed. So yeah, I'm oh guessing it's not going to work until I reboot the Prime or update to the next nightly. So, but it is awesome. Like if you get it working or if you don't have a crappy glitchy Prime like like I do, uh it'll probably work good on Eric's Prime. So, I don't know. Shadowgun Dead Zone, check it out public beta. Uh, to help them test things out, give them feedback, and design uh, what will go into the the open version that comes out. So you know, guys, I don't want to brag, but uh, I'm pretty sure I won app picks this week. I don't know. It is a contact. If 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 people actually play this, it is so I I would play this more than Chrono Trigger just because Chrono Trigger is kind of a retro throwback, even though it's still amazing. I know, I know, I know. I hear that. I hear that. This, yeah, well, I won because mine's free, so suck it. This is also free because you're uh, testing. But, you know. Matt and I but won because ours is free. I and, just and this has such great sound. When this doesn't crash, it has the most amazing sound. Like I, I I'm I'm gonna try this again because I don't know. It's probably going to crash. But listen to the sound. Listen, do you hear that sound? Hi, dog. Do you hear that sound? I'm gonna jump in a game before. It crashes. Do you yeah. have that hooked onto external speakers? Yeah, do you see that? Yeah, look at that. It's working, kind of. And you can shoot and move, and it's just awesome. Anyway, multiplayer. Badass. Okay? Nice. Kitty. Let's hit the cat with the tablet. All right, are we good? Is that it? I'm yeah, so you hungry. Yeah, updates? Oh, God. Um, so... Yes, I have two Q updates. The first is that I finally got to this person at Google. Her name is Bianca. I don't know where she's from, but she's an angel. She sent me a link that I clicked um, where it let me re-add the Nexus Q to a shopping cart and let me purchase it. So that is currently processing now for the for the price of free. So that's kind of cool. Um, I also I broke down and I, I bought one on eBay. I felt <laughs> super shamed. No way. <laughs> I felt so, so you're going to send me the free one you're getting then, right? Absolutely not. I'm going to hook them all together you're and, such and an make like a, a super. You know, I have to say, I actually. If you get one more, I, you can make a, a snowman. That's a good idea. Just or, say it. or a giant gingerbread man. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I, I kind of agree with Shane. Like, the the usefulness is is sort of. Eh. But um, I do I do like it for what it does. I don't have a Google TV. Um, my one my one really 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 big complaint is that it has a 16 gig hard drive built in, but that you can't um, you can't pin, uh, which is Google's word for caching, 
um, you can't pin anything locally to the device. It all has to be streamed at the time you're watching it. You know, I saw a couple people online mention that if if this wireless uh, Miracast stuff makes it to the queue, that would open up a lot more possibility of what you could do with it. But they're not sure because the queue is kind of dead, if it will. Or if maybe if they open source it, if someone else can add that functionality to it, that would be awesome. I I think that really what they... I don't know. What needs to happen is that they need to... They need to keep the sharing social part, but take out the requirement to stream everything. I should be able. To, I should be able to send stuff to my queue, right? And it should be able to sit there. Anything, anything. I should be able to download yeah. an MKV and and send it to the queue, and the queue should just know exactly what to do with it. It'll be like, oh, here's VLC. I'm gonna play this now. Yeah. So and then like you know I I would really like I haven't I haven't rooted this the one that I have yet because I'm I'm a little scared to screw with it until I have another, um, but I I want to root it and put um, put like some other things like tune in radio um, and things like that where I could just stream it to multiple spots throughout the house since a lot of times my wife and I want to listen to you know NPR or like a local radio station from back home or something. NPR. Ugh. You're so old. You're I, such I, an old man. Eric. I like. I like some. I like some NPR stories. On the media. This good. American Life is a great show. I can't listen to that. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We got to wrap this up. AttackoftheAndroids.com. Eric, Joey, Shane. Pleasure as always. Wave to the camera. Thank you, Eric. Bye. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Uh, find us on Google Plus, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And uh, thanks for listening. Good night. It's attack of the androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids dot com.